join us online as we stream. You can catch any of our services on Facebook, YouTube, or at www.rdci.info. We might not be able to gather in the building, but you can still get to church. Stream on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Wednesdays at 12 noon and 7 p.m. And ladies, catch Women's Bible Study on Facebook, Fridays at 12 noon. for listening to the Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. We'd love to have you at any of our three campuses. In Columbia, join us at 3506 Broad River Road. If you're in Orangeburg, meet us at 990 Willington Drive. In Florence, join us at 1507 West King Avenue. For more information, including service times, visit rdci.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today's message is Hearing God's Voice by Bishop Herbert Bailey. The first Samuel third chapter, verse four through 11. And it reads, the Lord called Samuel and he answered and said, here am I. And he ran to Eli. Eli was his pastor. Eli was his mentor. Eli was the priest that he was being raised by. And he ran to Eli and said, here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I call not. Lie down again. We would say, go back to bed. And he went and laid down and the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I call not. Okay. Uh, he answered, I, I call not. Lie down again. or Lie down, my son. Verse 17. Verse 7, rather. Now, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the Lord, word the Lord yet revealed to him. Verse 8, and the Lord called to Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, here am I, for thou didst call. And Eli perceived after the boredom got up three times. He said, though, he's, he's, not just, he's not just a bad dream. He's not having a nightmare. He's not having just a bad dream. He's not hallucinating. The fact that this boy has come three times, which is one of the numbers of completion in the scripture. Uh, something's happening here. And he perceived. Perceive is when something registers down on the inside of you. Okay, when you perceive, you don't necessarily have a word, but you know, know, know how people say it. something down. I just feel like something ain't right. That's called perceiving. When Paul late in Acts twenty-seven, which I preach about often, Paul is, was getting on the ship, and as he's getting on the ship, they're getting ready to take foot on the, the ship going on the way to Rome, and then they run into a storm. And Paul said, "I perceive that this." Boy, is going to be in much danger and harm, not only to the to the ship, but also maybe to people's lives. He said, I perceive. He didn't have a word from the Lord. Something, he, it was just a check in the spirit. Can I tell you, learn to pay attention even to those checks in your spirit. Because sometimes it's just a perception, but God can lead you by, percep- by perception. Sometimes God gives you perception before you even ever hear anything. And so in this case, he said, now he perceived 
of First Samuel 3 and verse 8, that the Lord had called the child. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down. And it shall be, so now this time, it's the third time now, this time go lie down, it shall be, if he, the Lord called thee, thou shalt say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood and called as at other times. Samuel, Samuel, then, after being instructed how to hear God, that's so good, after being instructed what to do when you hear God, then the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle. It's so interesting that that what first thing God says to him, I'm going to do something. He said, but I, people are going to have to hear me. And, and what we're talking about, part two here, is hearing God's voice. It is so important that Christians know how to hear God's voice. You know, I, some of you heard me say I grew up in the projects in Jersey City, New Jersey. When I was a little boy growing up in the projects, you know, we had uh, it was it was eight buildings. Well, my pride, I believe it was seven buildings, uh, 12 floors, eight apartments on each floor. And usually an average of at least three, maybe up to five children in every apartment. That's a lot of people, particularly a lot of poor people and a lot of kids in one place. Uh, Often we would need our parents and we didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't necessarily, I lived on 11th floor. So you didn't have to run all the way upstairs. You go to the side of the building, you yell, mama, mama. And then over time you would just see mother's, <laughs> mother's um, faces coming out the window. But eventually your mother came, face came out the window. And then there were times when our mothers called us. Okay. And they would, we, we'd be around playing. They just yell out the window. But we could hear when it was your mother, when your, when, when, when it was your mother's voice. Cause you learn your mother's voice by being around them by experience. You know, we can know our parents' voice, we can know different, a husband's voice, our wife's voice, but the most important voice that we all need to know, we need to know how to hear, how to discern the voice of the Lord. And so as I said last week, I believe God's always speaking, but the problem is we're not always listening. So I really want to encourage us to learn to listen for the voice of God because he's always speaking. But many times we're so busy. We got so much going on. We got the news on. You know, something I learned to do years ago, particularly when I want to hear God or, or, or when I just know that God may be trying to tell me something. Or sometimes I just may, I just want to hear if he, if he does have something to say. Sometimes we, as soon as you come to the house, first thing you do, you cut the radio on, cut the TV on. You get in the car. Cut the, cut the radio on. Put some music on. I listen to a lot of talk radio, whether it's CNN or NPR or Urban View. I listen to a lot of talk radio. But every now and then I get in and I say, I'm just going to ride with nothing else, with no other noise. It's amazing what you hear God speak to you, even down in your spirit. If you will learn to turn other voices off. And sometimes the reason why we're not hearing God, we're too busy listening to everybody else. God says, I would talk to you, but I'm not I'm not trying to yell to get your attention. You know, the person who's most important to us, they get our attention. That's the truth. 
You know, if, if when, when your wife wants you, if you talk with somebody else, she, she don't want to she don't have to yell over everybody else. Your wife wants to feel that she's important enough for you to stop what you're doing and listen to what she's saying. You go to your wife and you talk to somebody and uh, and, and, and your, your wife comes to you and say, uh, can I talk to you? Man? You say, well, excuse me. No, I'm talking to these people right now that that sends a message that the people you're talking to right now are more important than your wife. Can I tell you one of the secrets of marriage? And now once I tell you, it's not a secret anymore. Learn to make your spouse feel like the most important person on earth. Every man wants to feel like he is the most important man to his wife. Every woman wants to feel like she is the most important woman to her husband. Uh Uh-oh, let's go deeper. Even more important than your pastor, than the bishop. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because some of us, well, Bishop said, Pastor said, but, and, uh, and you know, we talk, uh, and always talking about your pastor, always talking about the bishop, always talking about what the first lady said, and your husband, your wife saying, say my name, say my name. They want to hear their name. Or you, you're always talking somebody else's name. Learn to make your spouse feel important by giving them attention and undivided attention. You know, because my wife and I, we're intentional about it, we're deliberate about it. We've learned when we go out, you know, either turn the phones off, okay, or, or, or put it on vibrate or something or, and, and, and put it down, leave it in the pot. If you, if, and we especially notice we see other couples. We'll go to a restaurant and we'll, we'll see a couple and both of them sitting there on their phone. And they will be there an hour, 45 minutes. They, they have eaten. They have eaten. They have text. And they have gone through Instagram and Facebook and all that and never talked to each other. Can I tell you, you're going to have to be real deliberate to give, to give people attention today because we got so many things that take our attention. Come on. If things are taking our attention from our spouse, from our children and all that, how much more are we allowing things to take their attention, our attention away from God? God wants to know that he's important to us. And so notice that God did not finally speak to Samuel. I mean, to to Samuel until Eli told him, he said, tell God you're listening. Speak, Lord. Okay, God will God will try to get our attention. And there's all kind of come on. Y'all know God will get your attention. uh, This this is true throughout scripture. God, how did God get how did God get Moses attention through the burning bush? Now, surely, okay, remember when, remember when Jesus came up out of the, out of the water after being baptized? A voice came from heaven, didn't it? This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Everybody heard that voice. Because it wasn't just, wasn't for Jesus. Jesus knew who he was. He wasn't schizophrenic. Okay, he didn't have dimension, forget his name. He made that announcement for the people. So surely God could have talked out of heaven. Surely God could have went on and told Samuel, Samuel, what? And went on and told him what, what he wanted to, him to do. But God will get our attention before he speaks to us. Don't make it so hard for God to get your attention. You know, people tell me, like, yeah, I guess, yeah, I, my car rolled over. I went over a cliff, uh, went, on, went to a ditch. My car rolled over three times. I guess God trying to tell me something. Did, did you really need that to happen for God to get your attention? You know, I, I was in the hospital and I almost died of pneumonia. I guess God's trying to, did you really think that that's what God had to do to get your attention? Sometimes those things get our attention. But can I tell you, if we would just learn to be deliberate and intentional that God can talk to us, I think we would hear far more. And a lot of the tragedy that we say got our attention and drama we go through that got our attention, we don't have to go through. 
So God spoke once he gave God permission to speak. He said, speak, Lord. Then God goes on and gives him details. The details for in terms of what he goes on to tell him is not the emphasis of this teaching. The emphasis of this teaching is is that we need to learn to hear God's voice. And the Bible says here that Samuel didn't know the voice of the Lord. He was young. He was young. He was spiritually young, but even more than that, he was young in age, naturally. He was a child, okay? What's your excuse? Are you, are, is it just that you're a child? Because the truth of the matter is we know children hear God's voice. God talked to me as a child. Um, or is it that we're spiritually immature? Or that we're just too busy? Or we don't take the time out to hear? So I believe God's always speaking. The problem is we're not always listening. So busy, got so much going on. Always the news, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I'm a person, I, I, I follow politics. I know, you know, I, I can look at it. I, I, I know most of the citizens, at least by, by looking at them. I know Democrats, Republicans, it's something, something I follow. But you got sometimes you got to shut all that stuff off. You got to shut all that stuff off so you can hear God. So it's important that we know how to hear and discern the voice of God because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14 and 10, there's many kinds of voices. So since there's many kinds of voices, we really need to know how to distinguish God's voice from all the other voices. I, I've said this over the years and the bears repeating right now. You can't spend your entire Christian life going through saying, is that God? Is that me or is that the devil? I don't know. Is that God? Is that me or is that the devil? You will always be confused. God can never really do exploits through you unless you learn to hear the voice of God and distinguish his voice from your voice, surely from the devil's voice. Okay? You know, people, you know, uh, you know I, I go to see the offering and I say, well, the Lord's leading you to give a thousand dollars. Oh, Lord, the devil trying to make me give a thousand dollars. Now, you know the devil ain't trying to make you give a thousand dollars. Okay. Since when does the devil want to support ministry? Okay. Uh, how, is that me? No, it ain't you because you stingy. You don't want to do it. So it must be God. I often, I often give, 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 give that, give that little scenario there. But my point is you can't go through life. Is that God? Is that me? Is that the devil? I wouldn't be where I am there. Now, if I didn't know that that was God who spoke to me in that, in that hotel room in July of, of 1995 when I came to interview for the corporate position here in Columbia, South Carolina, and God told me to, to found a ministry here. It was not my plan. I was planning on going back, to, but I had to know that was God. I knew it wasn't me because I didn't want to do it. And I surely knew it wasn't the devil because the devil's not in the business, business of starting ministries. <laughs> Are y'all listening to me? So you have to know how to distinguish God's voice. So we start giving some keys to hearing God's voice. Number one, you need to find and discover your teacher based upon Isaiah 30 and verse 21. He said, after your eyes see your teacher, then your ears will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk you in it. In other words, just like Samuel, Samuel here, his teacher was Eli and his teacher, spiritual mentor, his teacher, synonymous for us to his pastor, his spiritual leader, gave him some some uh, principles of how to hear God's voice and get God speaking to him further. Okay? And so you need to get in a good church. You need to find your man or woman of God. Uh, actually, you don't need to necessarily find, you need to ask God to show them to you. Because the Bible says in the Jeremiah, I will give you teachers. 
I will give you pastors rather after my own heart who shall teach you and feed you with knowledge and understanding. Ask God who your pastor is. Okay. You know, people realize I need a doctor. People realize I need a, a lawyer when I need one. People realize I need a plumber. You know, I'm, I'm part of this. I'm part of this community. Uh, in my my homeowner association, we have a Facebook page in our community. And when any, anyone wants anything, they 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 put. You know, anybody know a good plumber? Anybody know somebody who can do the roof? Um, and now they have one. Some of y'all, it's called. Some of y'all gotten for various neighborhoods now. Uh, geographic area. I can't call it neighborhood or neighbors something. Even you get on there. Uh, who knows? Does, does anyone know somebody who can pump a septic tank? Anybody? And so people realize that you need particular experts for particular things. Can I tell you, everybody needs, their, needs a pastor. Everybody needs a man or woman of God who you can, who, who you respect and who you know is truly a man or woman of God who hears God and has your interests at heart. Not trying to bleed you, but trying to feed you with knowledge and understanding. Okay? So you got to find your teacher. Number two, we said you have to follow. I'm not sure if we even got to this, but I want to get to it today. You have to learn to follow to know the, know his voice. John 10, 27. Let's pick up here. My, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. We have to hear we have to know, then follow. That's so good. Put that scripture back up again. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. So we have to hear before we can follow. And then this knowing here is talking about you, you, you need to become intentional about developing an intimate relationship with God. Now, when we hear the word intimate, as natural people, human beings, we always think of sex. You know, they are being intimate with one, with one another. Can I tell you the truth of the matter is two people can be having sex, even the right kind of sex, which is marriage sex, okay, and not be intimate. Intimacy is a connection. Intimacy is knowing on the inward parts. Intimacy is becoming one. You can have sex with your husband or wife and have no intimacy. Okay. I was talking to a couple this week in our church who've been married for a number of years. And I'm, I married them uh, many years ago. Can't remember exactly how long they've been married now. I guess they've probably been married about 10 years or so. Uh, but I was talking, they, they said, uh, but they, they mentioned the fact that they were, I think they dated maybe even for a couple of years before they got married. And they said, we were committed to the Lord. We were not having, we did not have sex. And said, we have both made that commitment before we even knew each other and fell in love. And so that we had already made, and they said, they, they said that they played a, um, a game with, with some of them, with, you know, a couple's game. And this is when they were dating, a couple's game. And there were even married people playing a couple's game. And everybody was so shocked at how well they knew each other. They knew each other better as friends, not having sex, than the married people. Oh, what am I talking about? Because they develop int, uh, intimacy through friendship. They, you can develop uh, intimacy through talking. Do you just have a relationship with the Lord or are you intimate with the Lord? Is it, do you have a, do you, uh, 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 Jesus said, I know them. I know them. Cornelia, fellowship, intimacy. Okay. We have become one. So if you're going to hear God's voice, you have to go. You have to go deeper than just coming to church. 
You might have to go deeper. And I appreciate y'all tuning in on Sundays and, and Wednesdays and Fridays when we're teaching you the word. But can I tell you, you're going to have to learn to spend some time with God by yourself. I'm jumping ahead of myself and get in the word by yourself other than just to structure Bible studies through your church. If you're going to really develop intimacy, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Watch this. You can't follow unless you unless you hear, unless you know. It's bad to follow people that you don't know. <laughs> uh, let's, let's move on here. We all know this scripture. We quote it all the time. And it is not a funeral scripture. It's a life scripture. Psalms 23, starting verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. Can I tell you what a shepherd is? A shepherd is somebody who cares for and leads the sheep. A shepherd is someone who cares for and leads the sheep. Jesus, And so the scripture says, the Lord is the one who cares for me. And the Lord is the one who leads me. I'm his sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. And as a result of him being my shepherd, I shall not want or lack is what that means. Why? Verse 2. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. Then we see it again. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Watch it. I'm going, I'm going to give you another way to understand that. Can you get that? Watch it. Uh, verse 3. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Watch this. Even though. That's going to give you, help you understand that better. Even though. I may walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. When God is leading you, come on, even through the rough places, he will, he, when, when you're hearing God's voice, he'll lead you through the rough places. He'll lead you through the scary places. And so if he's really your shepherd, can I tell you, a sheep, a sheep, and the shepherd have a relationship. That's why Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. The truth of the matter, when a, when a shepherd has been with the sheep, um, so, someone heard someone say this. First of all, they start smelling like the sheep. The sheep know their scent. The sheep know the difference between Jesus distinguished the shepherd from a hireling. Okay. Jesus distinguished, he said, I'm the good shepherd. He said, but they're also hirelings. A hireling is somebody who just hired to take care of the sheep. Okay? The good shepherd cares for the sheep. A hireling is just there for the money. Hireling don't care nothing about the church, nothing about the people. Okay? I'm here to get a check. I don't care nothing about these people. And, I, and then I'll move on and get my, 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 my next check from the next group. But the shepherd cares for the sheep. And so this, David says this, in this scripture, the Lord is my shepherd. He leads me. And because, so he'll, call, he'll lead me beside green pastures. He'll lead me beside still waters. That's talking about places of provision. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name. So he's going to lead me down the right path. But because I know I'm listening to him, he loves me and cares for me. And we got to include verse 4. Even if I go through the valley of the shadow of death, through scary places. You, I, I want to give you assurance that if you're hearing God's voice, he'll lead you even through the scary places. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. 
I preached this scripture uh, on, on Sunday from Isaiah. When you walk through the walk, go through the waters, they won't over, overflow you. When you go through the fire, you will not be burned. Why? Because he'll lead you through it. But if he's going to lead you through it, you're going to have to know his voice. A good shepherd does not have to drive the sheep. He leads the sheep. He's in, he's in front of them and, he will, and they will just continue to follow the sheep. Now, until they get to know him, he got to drive them and keep them in the herd. And they, and they got dogs and, you know, her sheep dogs and all that that, that help keep them in the herd. But when, when they have intimacy and they've been around each other, the, the, the shepherd can just be in front of them and the sheep will follow them. God does not want to have to drive you. He wants to lead you. Notice he said that twice in verse Psalm 23 and verse 2. He leadeth me. Beside the still water. Verse 3. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness. So, can I tell you, God does not want to drive you through circumstances. He don't want to have to, the car don't have to flip over three times. You don't have to get cancer. So God's trying to tell you something. Come on, that, 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 that's not how God operates. He leads you. And Romans 8, 14, for us New Testament believers, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. So God wants to lead us through our spirit and not drive us through circumstances. Now, the less mature you are, the more you're going to have to deal with circumstances. Okay? I was praying about something the other day. I really know better. I was praying about something the other day. And uh, I, I really, at that moment, I was serious too. It wasn't going to be a long prayer. I, I fell on my knees right where I was. I was doing, I fell on my knees. I said, now, Lord, I said, now, Lord, I, I you know, I, I'm asking you to lead me in this situation here. I said, but Lord, if you really want to do such and such, then let somebody do such and such. Okay. Now, I said, I, while I'm praying, I said, now, Lord, I know this ain't really how we operate. <laughs> Lord, I, I uh, because I know, Lord, I'm supposed to be led by your spirit. But, Lord, it, it can really confirm it if somebody do something, 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 something. See, I know that's the cheaper way is to be led through circumstances. The deeper way is to be led by your spirit. Okay? I'm, I'm talking to somebody. Well, Lord, Lord, if, 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 if I'm really supposed to be with him, let him text me right now. Lord, if... Um, Lord, lead me to the man. Uh, um, it, let, 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 let somebody who I liked at high school uh, uh, DM me on Instagram. Okay? All that circumstantial stuff. God doesn't want to lead us through circumstances. As many as are led by the what? The Spirit of God. Making the right decision about anything requires us to hear God's direction for our lives. In uncertain times, it's a necessity that we hear God clearly. In this timely series, Bishop Herbert Bailey and Dr. Marsha Bailey break down the importance of hearing God's voice and spending time in his presence. To order this message, call 877-798-5433 or go to www.rightdirection.info. Just ask for hearing God's voice.
As we continue to socially distance, be sure to stay connected with us online. Stream our services on Facebook and YouTube, as well as rdci.info via the Watch Live tab. Sunday morning services are at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Wednesday Bible study airs at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, Women's Bible Study airs at 12 noon via Facebook Live. Consider connecting with us as a partner or an iChurch member. More information about our partnership and iChurch member services can be found on our website at rdci.info. For consistent updates and encouragement, connect with us on social media through Facebook at Right Direction Church International and on Twitter and Instagram at the RDCI. Right Direction Ministries, transforming lives and impacting generations.